July 4th, 2020. I'm so excited to bring you guys this episode where I interview my good friend, digital nomad and entrepreneur, Johnny Lowe. Johnny has raised over $1.2 million over his two Kickstarter campaigns and has been living location independent for the last 10 plus years in various countries around the world. I was lucky enough to catch him stuck here in Canada during this global lockdown where we reflect on our true passions of self-discovery festivals such as Tomorrowland, Burning Man, all that good stuff. Between us, I've traveled to more than 40 countries, hitting every continent except for Antarctica. For the last three years, Johnny, as I've mentioned, is location independent. This is something I couldn't wait to record, and I hope you guys enjoy. So without wasting any more time, let's get straight into this episode of the Time and Energy Podcast. Let's get it. We are live, and uh, this is a very late episode uh, of the Time and Energy podcast. A little background for whoever's listening. We did record another episode, and I fucked up. Uh, It got lost somehow. You know, uh, apparently when the pandemic started, the servers at Zoom got overloaded, so <laughs> I'm, I emailed them for like months. They finally got back like two or three weeks ago saying, yeah, you know, all the lower tiered like meetings, they got, you know, deleted somehow. So they couldn't re- retrieve it. They gave me part of the audio file, but, you know, it was, you know, very like less than 50 minutes. So, you know, that was, yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know. We're still going to do this, and I'm actually excited about this episode because this is something I feel like uh, my guest, Johnny Lowe, and I really, really connect with. This is something that, you know, I really, really, really am. I could talk for hours about just this one subject, which is travel, tourism, you know, discovery, you know, culture. This is something I really, really connect with my guests, and I'm excited. Um, I hope this will be a good source of inspiration for anyone to consider doing some sort of traveling, especially, you know, seeing how this whole pandemic just kind of changed our whole, like, perception of travel and, you know, you know, just connecting with, like, uh, other countries and literally overnight so you know closed borders and all that so you know i have with me digital nomad entrepreneur very very good friend and my inspiration mr johnny Lowe. welcome welcome thanks for having me patrick wow what an intro (laughs) yeah (laughs) hey you know gotta build up the uh you know i'm really excited about this episode so gotta build it up 
Yeah, so, man, me too. Yeah, man. Um, all right. So, first question for you: What's it like being stuck in Canada after living the digital nomad lifestyle for so long? You know, like, uh, has the COVID affected your business ventures, your customers? Because the thing is with digital nomad, uh, the digital nomad lifestyle, you may be location independent, but your customers, that's a different story. They might not be, you know, they might not have that um, ability. So it has, uh, what have you seen, man? Yeah, so the first part, uh, what's it like being stuck in Canada? I mean, the keyword is stuck. <laughs> so the story is, I just came back for a two month trip back in January of this year. And, you know, two months after that was, you know, mid-March. And that's when Canada decided to declare lockdown along with Malaysia. And so no foreigners in or out of Malaysia, which is where I plan to go back to. That's where my girlfriend is currently. And I was like, fuck, <laughs> I can't go back. And, um, you know, I was hopeful that it'd only be one month, two months. And now it's 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 since end of January, you know, 27th, so it was February, March, April, mm -hmm. May, June. It's been five months. Holy and I was like, this is not going to last longer than May. Right? Yeah. My, me and my girlfriend were like, yeah, there's no way the airline industry is going to survive three months of no travelers. Mm -hmm. And yet here we are in this ridiculous amount of like, normally businesses don't have liquid cash for more than three months. Most businesses. Mm -hmm. And air, the airlines right now, like side, side thing is like, they're ready to like dip into credit. That's how bad it is. $20 million a day being lost. So I'm just like, all right, well, <laughs> I hope there's going to be a flight for me back to Malaysia, even when it opens up. But yeah, that's kind of the, the shitty situation. Um, but on the bright side, you know, aside from that, my relationship has actually gotten better. Nice. <laughs> because you know, me and my girlfriend, we're really good at adapting. That's just our personality types. And so we, we went through a rough patch, but like, they're like, okay, we can't control this. So what's the point of getting upset at the situation? It is, it is really shitty. Like a, I know a lot of people that are separated um, for different reasons, families, couples, and that's the worst part. But the bright side is I'm with my family, um, with my parents, and I haven't spent this much time with them since i was in high school 18 it was like 15 years ago <laughs> nice man and, hey that's and, that, you know always look at the bright side you know yeah yeah and uh and then the you know with a relationship uh we are we're, we've like entered this new phase in our relationship we we celebrated our two years remotely on may 25th wow. and uh yeah, we just had this conversation recently about how like our relationship opened up. We were forced into this situation and made the most of it by having better conversations and, and like seriously spending time learning about not just like how your day was. It's kind of like, you know, how's the weather when you see a friend that you haven't seen in a long time? Instead of asking like, how's your day? It's just like, what do you want in a relationship? What makes a good relationship? What do you think about this or that? about what do you think about love and you know it's 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 kind of the theme of the whole pandemic that even though we're separated by a few kilometers and locked up in our houses we're we're forced to look at life in a different way in terms of our relationships 
And, and even if you spend way too much time with you, if you're stuck in a house with your girlfriend, you're stuck in your, a house with your parents like me, it's like you can either hate each other and you split up, then what, where do you go? Or are you like forced to like change the way you see the relationship? So that's, yeah. that's the big, you know, bright side in learning for me, like the eye-opening thing, really, really changed my perspective. Um, and there's this interesting article I wanna share with you afterwards that like most people, spend 93% of their lives, their entire life with their parents mm. before they're age 18, before they leave when they're 18. So imagine you like up until 18, that's 93% of the time you will have ever spent with your parents. Wow. And the remaining time you spend with your parents, the 7% is from 18 until you die. That's how little time you spend with your parents after you move up. Wow. So that, that when I read that article, that woke me up. I'm like, oh, shit. When am I going to move back? <laughs> when am I going to see my parents? Like, I should see them more often. At this point, I was, like, already, like, you know, living in Asia. Because I, I met a friend, a digital nomad friend in Chiang Mai. He sent me this article. I'm like, oh, man, I feel like shit, you know. When am I going to see my parents again? I'm going to see them only, like, a few days of the year whenever I travel back. And, hey, look, now I spend six months with them. <laughs> so right right so i'm just like i'm super grateful i'm like shit yo i don't know when i'll spend this much time with them again so i'm really making the most of it and that's what i think people should wake up to that like if you're stuck with your parents because of covid yo this is this is like this you're spending another one percent you're adding one percent of the time you would have spent with your parents in like a short time amount of time before they die before you die man that's so that that hits yeah that's you know, that that's, I'm totally guilty, man. Like, it'll be, yeah, I haven't talked to them. Like, they probably just still think that I'm that kid in high school, dude. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know yeah. what's going on in my life, man. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. wow, wow. That, that's really eye-opening, man. Like, I, you know, I noticed that about you, bro. Like, you, you're, you're really, like, conscious about, like, your life. Like, you, there's no, like, there's no, like, um, you're not aimless, you know, like you, you have a purpose for everything you do. That's what I noticed about you, bro. You know, like, uh, man, like keep doing that, bro. Cause you're going to help a lot of people. Like, you know, you help one guy right here, but like, man, I should really start, you know, adapting some of that, that mindset, man. That's really, cause yeah, there's, there's days where, you know, like, I admit, you know, I just, I feel like, you know, I could have done, I could have spent it better, like call my parents and call my, you know, close friends, but I just, you know, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm just at home, man. Like, <laughs> wasting time. Dude. Like, and what better time to do it than now, man? You know, like you don't know what's going to happen next year, dude. Like how's the world going to look like, right? Like, you know, why not? use this time that extra time we got right now to broaden and deepen our relationships with the people we we really care about man yo yeah. that, that's yeah that bro i 100 percent agree bro yeah. and i am gonna take that as an action on myself i'm gonna call my mom right away <laughs> good 97 percent, bro jeez that's, yeah yeah so imagine seven percent. Like if you just think, if you were to take eighteen years, yeah. whatever, like take away sleep or take away school, 
that's you know you spend nine years let's say 50 percent of your of your life 18 that's that's like nine years it equals 97 percent um so like how how much time you how is it over the next 60 years are you going to spend with your parents each year and then you can like count there's when you look at life that way it's like man there's not much there's not much time we have left together you know yeah even though there's technically you know, you're technically living for another 30 years or, as, you know, hopefully. Like how much of that actual time are you spending quality time together? Or at least if you know you're only going to spend the next, you know, three, three hours in the next 30 years together, then how are you going to really value that time so much more? It's like quality time means so much more from that perspective. Wow, man. Yeah, that's, that hits, bro. That hits. Yeah. And but, uh... <laughs> So in talking about your, your time spending, spending uh, here in Canada, um, how have your business ventures gone, man? Uh, have they been affected as well? And you were talking about the airlines, they're, they're having a tough time right now. I think every industry, dude, like, unless you're like essential to living, like yeah. life sustaining, <laughs> I think you're in trouble, dude. Like, uh, it's 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 tough, man. Like, for everybody, you know, like ninety nine percent of people out there. So, I'm just wondering, like, how how you been, how you been, bro? Yeah. So our like we're we're in the coffee business. So we sell coffee products, not actual coffee beans. We're kind of getting into that, but for the most part, we sell like coffee glass, coffee makers, pots, and and cups. Mm-hmm. Um, so like really well designed stuff and sales like we did our kickstarter last july almost a year ago did you know 300k us and you know it was it had pretty good momentum we were getting ready to set up a bunch of like distribution deals in some of the biggest markets australia the uk um korea japan and then covid happened and uh you know if you're doing a distribution deal that's based on brick and mortar retail Mm. right they they can't sell your product if no one's coming into the store a coffee is you have to go in you have to pick up a coffee a lot of people like to work like starbucks right so if no one's browsing your store then you're not going to be moving any product so that completely shut down our our our, our, our strategy wow wow so That's um crazy, man. yeah so so australia is slowly opening up all the asian countries are coming back online and they're thankfully they're they're like getting back interested in in the distribution deals so we just closed um china is picking back up even though beijing was closed they had this huge scare you know another another um spike in in beijing with like 100 cases so they shut down beijing for a couple weeks but they're back online and our partner there just placed another order for 16k us so so you know uh if we can if we can try if china alone blows up we're set we're set for like a few years <laughs> yeah. and hopefully because china's like market is the coffee market is the fastest growing coffee market in the world 10 percent over year over year predicted for the oh, sure. next like three to five years and it has been the last five years so it's just like if we can if we can get into that market it's something like 50 million something high like crazy crazy it might even be billions of dollars but the yeah, coffee yeah. market is massive in China, so we can get a piece of that, and it's 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 good. But um, in the U.S., it's like we we had another product on Amazon.com. Mm-hmm. God, it's just like no one's buying. <laughs> wow. And and then because you know, I guess people in the U.S. are kind of 
over op over optimistic mm. and especially trump is pumping money into the economy like crazy and they're like yeah it's gonna disappear overnight it's back up 100 it's back up our sales are back up <laughs> so yeah. i mean like it doesn't make any sense but hey i'm happy i'm making money <laughs> yeah yeah so we're back up to like 90 95 percent of what we had uh, this time last year okay so. all right hey you know yeah i am i am wishing you all the all the best man like good dude that's good bro like i am sending all the good energy towards you bro you know yeah. like uh hopefully hopefully by the grace of god bro we'll be out of this by next year man i'm still thinking like it's gonna be a while for life to get back to what it was you know before this happened if it if it's gonna go turn back like there's I don't know what's going to happen in the next year. There's a lot of people, you know, just just having like, you know, doubt and anxiety over the future and you know, like uh this is this is um just hearing like your story like how you're you're maneuvering through this this tough time, man. Like man, you're still going strong, bro. Like that that's that's a really really like inspiring like message man you know it, it it's 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 funny because like you'd think that you'd think that like when when people like their first reaction after this would be like, oh shit you know like i might as well like just give up you know like might as well like just you know <laughs> drop everything and just you know try and you know see what's up like what 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 am i gonna do to get back to normal life like normal like nine to five normal whatever like just go back to society but you're taking more risks i feel you know you're oh, taking man, you you're trying to expand outside of the u.s and into china and other asian countries dude you man you just gotta adapt or die man survival of the fittest yeah respect yeah. respect yeah so i mean that's yeah, the, that's so. That's the ecom side, and like I mentioned earlier, uh, before the before the recording, we're we're also pivoting and starting another business mm. in education. Like a lot of people, I mean, you everyone on on Facebook and Instagram has probably seen these ads. It's like learn how to start a business online, you know, make money from the comfort of your own home, learn how to do that travel jet set lifestyle. So I'm becoming one of those guys, <laughs> but but hopefully not the stereotypical scam artist. Like I actually have developed products from scratch, mm -hmm. um, know how to source from China, been to China, been to manufacturers, did my own Kickstarter, raised over $1.2 million. So like I've literally done every single thing. I don't speak from just a consulting background of like researching and trying to reverse engineer, like everything I've done myself, literally hands-on, even the packaging. Design, taught myself Photoshop and Illustrator, taught myself how to do video production. So I know like how every single thing works and that's what I want to give to people. So we're starting this like new business. We're going to see how it goes mm -hmm. in, in teaching people how to do that, launch products online, start the e-commerce business and hopefully travel once, once the flights are back online. Yeah. God willing, man. Hey, good luck, dude. Like I'm, I'll sign up uh, just to check it out. And, <laughs> you know, I'm, I've been interested for a while, dude. You know, I, I think I told you like a while ago, like, uh, I did the whole like travel thing. 
I traveled for almost three years. Uh, and my, my plan was if I, if I didn't find a job by the end of the last year that I was traveling, I was going to start my own thing. Yeah. But just, you know, the man upstairs had some plans and <laughs> got a job. So I think that's where our paths kind of, uh, were different. Cause I was, I was living it for, for a while, dude. Like, uh, yeah. you know, I'm excited because this episode is going to talk right, uh, about that. Um, the, the one thing I wanted to ask, and you know, for the listeners out there, just some background. Uh, Johnny has been living abroad, like for years, like you know, living and making money abroad. You know, like he he is the definition, like true definition of location independent, like digital nomad. Like, you know, the when he was when he's starting his businesses. Um, and he's he's getting put pivoting into the whole education aspect he's speaking straight from his own experience dude like i that's why you know like i i wanted to have this episode this uh talking about travel and you know like uh given given some gratitude to the tourism industry because they're getting hit hard um right now like it, it's really bad you know I don't know if it, if they're gonna. A lot of tr- tourism companies right now are probably not gonna make it out of here. Uh, you know, I want to kind of give gratitude because you know, we. I feel like maybe you're Johnny. You you might feel the same way. We kind of took it for granted this whole, um, you know, tour travel and tourism. Like it, we kind of just expect it to always be there, and you know. With cut now, I'm gonna you know moving on to the next question. With countries closing their borders because of COVID, you know, tourism and you know, never mind like even like festivals, man. Like they might, but they might not return for a long time, if not ever, back to their you know glory days. I think I saw on uh, on Instagram there was a rave, but everybody was wearing masks. <laughs> It was so crazy, dude. Like, I don't know, man. I, I mean, I'm not advocating, you know, anything unsafe, right? But that just takes away from the experience, I feel, you know. Do yeah. you feel like we've taken it for granted, man? You know? Um, well, I'll give, I'll, give my, I'll give a different perspective that probably you won't be expecting. Or maybe you will be. Hmm. Uh, uh, I, well, I've got, personally, I got my fair share of festivals, as you know. You know, yeah, yeah. there was, uh, after we hit it big with our first Kickstarter and made a mill and we're like, we need a break. We've been killing ourselves. We're burnt out. Let's, let's travel into Let's finally reward ourselves in 2017. I think we traveled like three, two or three months that year. Mm-hmm. And that included Tomorrowland in July, end of July. And then one month later we went to Burning Man. So two of the biggest festivals Ooh. in the world back to back. And and then I also did like Wonder Fruit in Thailand, which is like a mix between Burning Man and Coachella. So I did that the last two years. That's in December. So definitely check that out if you've considered traveling. We did It's the Ship in Singapore. So it's a, it's a rave on a boat. Okay. Um, All right. Yeah. But like really local, no-name artists. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, like I think Alex Morph was the only person I knew. He's like a trans guy. Big, big, big dude with a beard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's the only person that I knew. But yeah, by the time I got to the, it's the ship, I was just like, nah, this is not for me. 
I'm not vibing with this anymore. <laughs> Maybe because my girlfriend doesn't really like that scene. So like, you know, she's giving me those vibes. I'm like, okay, got to tone it down. Can't have too much fun. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. But, um, no. but I could definitely could not drink. It was free booze, man. That's it. We won, we won like free unlimited liquor, like bottle service. Okay. It was an all expenses paid trip. And like we did one bottle the first night. I was done. Like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I had a headache the next day. I had like three shots. I'm like, nope. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, so I mean, I mean, I had my fair share of parties. Mm-hmm. And like, so I kind of got that out of my system. You know, <laughs> I know you guys are planning to go to Tomorrowland this year. Yeah. Dude. Shit, oh my God, so man. Long, man. The one yeah. year we decided, bro. <laughs> you know, we had got a like a crew of 30 and... people. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I don't know how many, like Jonathan invited a few. I invited a few, so who knows? But it's it's a lot, dude. We got like like whole crew going. Like yeah. We were supposed to be actually funny enough, right now it's July. This month was supposed to be Tomorrowland, man. Like literally yeah. three weeks from today was we were yeah. supposed to be there. Crazy. We we're supposed Crazy. to follow in your footsteps. So hope oh man, dude. Like hope, I'm thinking they might even cancel it for next year, bro. With the way oh, things are going. I hope not. I hope, I hope not, but you know, I'm just, that's just, that's still a possibility, dude. Like I can't, uh, I got to keep that in mind, you know, not, <laughs> yeah, that's why, you know. Um, yeah. So, know. I mean, like on the one hand, like, I think, you know, if, if you, if you didn't do the festival thing and now you're planning to, I guess you can look at it as like, oh man, I took it for granted. But like, mm. you know, not everyone can go to Tomorrowland. I thought it was impossible to go to because of how hard it is to get tickets. Mm-hmm. And I also heard it was impossible to Burning Man just because mm-hmm. it's Burning Man. And um, so I, I think people want to go. I don't think it's, it's I think it's a, a very limited access. So I think it's not that people take it for granted. At least some of the regular stuff, you know, like that we do, Veld, Digital Dreams here in Toronto. Yeah. Um, the way I look at it is that the, at least COVID has, has made us um, take for granted like time we spent with our families. Like the thing I said before. Oh, true, true. So as a, like we've had the festivals, right? Like anyone who's been in the festival scene, you've done it. Or anyone who loves travel, you've done it. If you didn't travel already, if you didn't do festivals already, you're not, you didn't take it for granted. You just didn't do it. So we've done that. Instead, mm-hmm. I think like, you know, we took our families for granted. We took our friends for granted. And now we're spending more time than ever. And we're realizing, like I said before, that like, you know, we haven't spent the quality time with our friends or families without needing to party or without needing to have, you know, these big scenes to, to enjoy life. So I feel like instead of, you know, yeah, it sucks. Tourism is down. Festivals are not going to be back for probably a year. But instead of looking at it as we're taking those for granted, it's more like, you know, we've, we're looking at this as a shift in, oh, shit, I never spent this much time with my parents before. This is great. <laughs> yeah. Festivals will come back. Like, trust me, in three years, it's going to be like um, Spanish flu. I think the economy recovered after three to five years. Mm. And then everyone, I mean, not everyone forgot about it, but we're 100 years on and everyone forgot what Spanish flu was like. Right. So right. in a hundred years, festivals are going to be back, and you know we might not be fe- partying anymore. <laughs> but <laughs> life is going to come back to normal. <laughs> life is going to come back to normal for sure. 
and and it's gonna be like but did you spend time with your parents did you spend right. time with okay. your with yeah. your kids or with your friends or did you spend time like missing how much you party which are kind of come back in like five years i love that dude that that is definitely that eye-opener man like taking your parents for granted yeah that that that's true man sometimes we just get caught up in that lifestyle i think like we just don't sit back this is the time to sit back and think that a lot of people it's a it's a wake-up call they 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 didn't know they needed like yeah. myself included you know um you know like you were saying like uh you know why why are we focusing so much on uh you know this big scene when we can have our own happiness with you know the actual people that we kind of that we that we care about not some like random strangers you know that we met in a festival like, you know, yeah kind of, you know once you think about it that way yeah like i gotta kind of evaluate you know what i what's important in my life you know yeah but that's that's definitely 100 percent. you know it hits bro wow <laughs> thank you for that bro yeah no problem it's it's an unexpected answer but i know for anyone listening like i'm sure everyone misses partying right we all miss it like, but what are you going to do until the parties are back? Like, you're going to just be like, oh, man, I miss parties. I want to drink with all my friends. I'm like, yeah, you can, you have like the next 20 years you've left to do that. Once, once life is back to normal. Yeah. And you don't know if you have 20 years left with your parents. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's, wow. And I kind of want to ask you in, you know, regards to, you know, this whole travel thing. What do you think is the purpose of travel, man? Do you think it's self-discovery, happiness, escapism? How has travel affected and added value to your life? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sure people are listening to this and like, wow, Johnny is like really deep in his meaningful stuff. So you all, you'll get an equally meaningful answer. <laughs> I mean, like, so first off, travel is whatever you make of it. Uh, and and like me and my brother, like my brother's a year old, but we're like mm. different ends of the spectrum in, in terms of how we travel. He's very, I want to say safe. Like mm. he likes he likes traveling with uh, his friends, with his with my parents, staying at hotels, like five star hotels, resort mm. life, uh, going to the mall, right, and going shopping, mm -hmm. buying souvenirs, or going like on tours, right. That's and people love that. My parents love it. They love cruises. It's like a prepackaged thing. You take mm -hmm. your photos, you went there, you say you did it. And that's like, that's it. It's still fun. It's amazing. For me, I'm like, I do travel to experience culture mm. uh, and cultures that are different. I'm always like trying to open my mind to new things. And I really have to thank my parents for that because they gave me the gift of travel when I was four. They took me to my home country, Malaysia, when I was four years old. And... Um, I remember reading my travel journal, not my travel journal. I just wrote, I wrote a journal mm -hmm. back when I was like 13 years old and there was a journal entry about like gratitude when I was like 12, 12. Yeah. Wow. And in it, I said, I remember when I was, tra when I traveled when I was 10 or four years old and I saw a homeless dude in Malaysia on a bench and I reading that I, the image came back to me and his feet, he like, he was like a leper or something. His feet were all like, scabby and bloody and shit and dirty had like a, like a cloth over him 
or a newspaper to keep the light out. And everyone was just walking by him as if he wasn't there. And then mm-hmm. in, the, in the post, I'm like, it made, I realized that the importance of, of having gratitude and perspective and being grateful for what I have. So I, I got that when I was four and I wrote about it when I was 12. Wow. And, and, and ever since then, I've just like, it, you know, it made me so humble, even though I, we live in a first world country, like a nice house, nice school. And that kind of planted the seed of like, I want more of this. Like, what more can I learn from travel? And, and in terms of being humble and also about learning about other cultures and, and seeing different people and meeting friends that I never would have met otherwise. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, that's what I love about travel for me. It's, it's like creating fleeting experiences that would have never happened unless you, unless you just jumped out there and just tried something that you never would have done before. Like in, in Chiang Mai, when I went to Chiang Mai for the first time in 2017, Mm-hmm. we did like this pilot run before we actually moved there for a year and we mm-hmm. stayed at this like shitty ass guests hostel man like <laughs> i've been there cockroaches <laughs> and scorpions and shit man i'm, oh, not, joking. <laughs> I'm not joking but what made it amazing and made me want to go back <coughs> excuse me, mm-hmm. <coughs> excuse me. um was the people like we met this crew of like this one girl from the UK. She was in that um, <laughs> she was in that Pepsi commercial with uh, who's that? Who's that Jenner girl? Kaylin Jenner. Kaylin Jenner, not Kylie, but I'm, the other one. Holy, she was in a okay, all right. So there was that commercial, that really again, controversial huh? Pepsi commercial with that Jenner. Yeah, yeah. And then she was like handing out Pepsi at like this protest. <laughs> whoa (laughs) and that was like a really famous commercial that got shut down so quick Mm. so this chick was in that commercial Mm. but thankfully they removed her at the like they left her on the editing floor oh okay okay but she was cast and she was actually filming that commercial and she's like thank god they removed me because that was like the most controversial commercial (laughs) wow yeah so we met a girl like that she was really down to earth really cool quit her job to travel we met this other guy from we met this other guy from um, from uh, Belgium, mm. who we ended up visiting before Tomorrowland. It stayed at his place, and another mm. guy from Germany. So, and then there's me and my business partner from Toronto, and like we just clicked so well. We spent the whole week traveling Chiang Mai and like drinking, mm. doing all these crazy things, and. Yeah, it's just like you knew it was going to end because you're going to leave in a week and you want it to last forever because of how much fun you're having, but you know you can't. So it's just like going back to what I said earlier, it's just like really appreciating the moment right. and like knowing that like it's going to end and that this will never happen ever again. It's just like, it, yeah, this, the memories are amazing and I'll never forget that. And I met with, I met, re-met up with like each of them individually at separate times around the world, but it's just, it's just different. And it's not like, oh, you know, you've changed. It's just like, no, that's just that, that moment in time is like locked in place forever. Mm-hmm. And that's what travel gives you. Like these, these amazing memories that you can never, um, never, never forget. Bro, I love that, man. Like, I agree hundred percent. I've been, I've been doing that dude for, almost three years 
you know uh it just it, it's uh i don't know if about you i i noticed something man like do you do you connect like travel with like any sort of like are you are you spiritual at all i'm not saying religious but spiritual it doesn't have to be religious but do you connect yeah yeah i'm not yeah, really i've been, I'm I've been not, i mean you know i've been think um i i've been lately delving into spirituality a bit you know i i feel like um for me it it helps me connect with you know uh it can it connects me like you know the culture is a big thing like the, you're saying the people of course is a major thing you know i i might sound crazy to you know whoever's listening but i i feel like there's certain people i like i feel like i've you know maybe i've i've met them in another life or something like i've <laughs> you know like there's certain people i just gel with so well and then yeah. somehow like i can just chill with them and then there's other people i just don't vibe with just I don't know what it is, dude. There's probably something we don't know. Uh, I, I'm connecting spirituality, maybe because you know that's just something I'm interested in right now. But um, do you do you like associate that with you know this experience of self discovery, like uh, of connecting with cultures? Like, do you, do you have like a spiritual connection with that? I I, I kind of have that vibe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then, if, like, everyone has different definitions for spirituality, so I'll just share mine. Like, to me, mm -hmm. spirituality is having an awareness uh, that there is something greater than any single person, and it doesn't have to be God, or it doesn't have to be some massive deity, but the mm -hmm. fact that we're all connected to something higher or something greater than ourselves, that, to me, is spirituality. Or even just the fact that we're, everyone in the world is connected in some way. Mm -hmm yeah so i for sure like i think um when you think of it in terms of less religion or less like like spirits and ghosts mm -hmm. and this higher power i just think of it in terms of energy mm. right like yeah. like imagine you look at a petri dish right there's like a whole a petri dish of bacteria right there's like million there's like trillions of, of organisms in that petri dish they don't know you exist and you're looking down at them mm -hmm. right but and like the world is no different. Like we're just a petri dish of like all these different energies that are interconnected. We might cross paths, and certain so you know certain little cells are mesh better with other ones. I think people are the same. Like when when someone is angry, they don't have to say anything, but you can see it. Mm. When someone is in love or happy, you can you can feel it. You can see it, and I think it's the same thing um, with when you travel and you meet people. They, they might just have a, a certain personality type. They're just, they just might be sitting there looking at the clouds and like, oh, I'm, I, I have this connection to this person. I'm gonna, I want to go talk to them. Mm. Right. right. Yeah, dude, man, like I, I fully believe in that, bro. The whole energy thing, like, yeah, like we're a Petri dip. Like, you know, that analogy is so good, man. Like uh, we, the universe is so big, bro. Like we can't, this is, and that's just what we know right now, man we don't like to to say we know everything about like <laughs> what's out there dude that's just being in my opinion you're you're just you know limiting your yourself you know you're limiting your 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 mindset your perspective you're limiting you know and not you know not saying it's right or wrong you're just you you cut that you know that aspect out like that whole you know the whole area where you can explore out, you know, some, the, the unknown, man. And 
like yeah dude fully fully agree like there's some people you know like i don't know what about it like i feel like with me and you bro i connect with you bro you know like, <laughs> yeah the way totally. you carry yourself man you know like the way the way you live your life bro I, i'm trying to i'm trying to be a little bit you know trying to get get some of that you know those values into me bro so i, I appreciate you know you i appreciate you teaching me and and inspire me bro you know like I, I really really I mean that man totally man we got to give each other energy that's that's the way it works give and take you are, you are the you are the sum of the or the average of the five people you spend the most time with so you gotta you gotta choose you choose those energies properly yeah yeah um kind of want to move on to oh uh there was another question on here all right so uh with we're we're talking about all this good stuff we're talking about all this uh you know you know we're we're hyping it up this whole travel thing but do you do you see any like draw since you've been living it for so long you probably are the best person to ask do you see any like drawbacks living like a location independent lifestyle versus you know most of us we just you know end up settling somewhere yeah, yeah. I, I mean people ask me like how hard it is is it to, to just like up and leave everything behind yeah and yeah it really depends on what kind of lifestyle you want to live you know i mean i know for at least for someone like my brother it's you know he's really he, he really enjoys his job really cares about my parents not to say that i don't but like you want to some people just want to spend and like have their base you know you want a stable a stable lifestyle to be able to raise kids be in a familiar place mm. and uh, a nomad lifestyle is just not going to work for you um because like the the hardest part about traveling um if like let's let's assume at some point you want to have kids right then like it's just really hard even if you don't have kids the problem is you have to jump because of visas like every country has a limitation on visas and unless the only time that they'll let you stay for longer, like Thailand will give you a year, you have to pay what, like $2,000 US for uh, like a education visa. And in that education visa, you have to like show up for a class on how to learn Thai like once a week. They're getting more strict. So you actually have to go to class, sign your name to show that you were there in person. In the past, like two years ago, you could just like pay, you're basically paying a school. They're taking your money and they'll sign that you are in the class every week. Even uh, though you don't have to show up, right? Same with Muay Thai. A lot of people go like do the fighting visa to learn Muay Thai. Yeah. Again, you have to show up for your Muay Thai class every week. How do you travel? Like if you want to go to the Philippines, they want to go to Malaysia, Singapore, yeah. Taiwan, you have to show up every week for your Muay Thai class. You can't really travel, right? So... Yeah. So certain long-term visas in each country um, have requirements. And if it's not showing up for a class, it's like you have, to ha you have to be ready for retirement. There's a retirement visa. Or Malaysia has this like Malaysia second home visa. And you have to have like, bro, you have to have like 150K US in the bank cash. Ooh. And then you have to pay a deposit of like, like 80K US. And that deposit is only refundable when you decide to get rid of your visa what so that's so, just money just thrown away man yeah well it's not throw, it's technically thrown away it's like thrown away as long as you want to stay in the country and then you get the, you get the full money back 
-hmm. when you decide oh, to leave, yeah. you revoke your visa. So you, you so there's like a, actually a huge limitation of actually being able to stay somewhere for longer than take three months because then you have to hop. So if you're okay with hopping around, you know, you're just single, or if you have a girlfriend that can travel with you, hopping is like what people do. Like nomads do they stay in Bali for like two months at the max, you stay in Thailand for two months or three months at the max, go to Malaysia, they give you three months up front. Right? That's that's how people live the digital nomad lifestyle, visa to visa. Or they do visa runs or like in Thailand, you just mm -hmm. fly in and out and then it resets you two on a visa. Mm -hmm. Um but that's not possible anymore, man. It's COVID. You, you go somewhere else, quarantine for two weeks. <laughs> and then you fly back, quarantine for two weeks. There's a month. Like, that's not travel. That's fucking lockdown. For, and like, so you can't, <laughs> you can't even do that anymore. So, wow. so, like, at least, you know, location-independent digital nomad lifestyle is non-existent right now. Mm -hmm. Right? You have to be in the same place. And places like, I have friends in Vietnam that are stuck. I have friends in Thailand that are stuck. Oh. They're allowing you to stay indefinitely without renewing your visa. And it's just like, like Vietnam, you get free visa until October. Wow. Don't have to, don't have to leave. Don't have to renew the visa. You just get it. Same with Thailand. Hmm. Yeah. But you, you can only stay in that country. Right. Oh, wow. So, I mean, if you like, if you, you've always wanted to stay in Vietnam for more than two months without doing a visa run, there you go. You got it. But, <laughs> but yeah, that's the way it is right now. Um, crazy dude yeah so once it goes back to normal you know then that's the type of life you have to be okay with you have to be okay with hopping every two to three months uh and then you have to be or at least doing visa runs every two three months uh or if you have you know if you're more serious you have a girlfriend she has to have the same flexibility as you or if you have kids you know i i've met families with kids and they just have to do visa runs with their kids wow you know that is Oh. Or they or they just hop around, you know. They might. They, it's easier for them to get the education visa, right? Like, okay, mm, I send my right. kids to international school, and I'm the parents of those kids. So, there's there's a bit more leeway with kids. But but yeah, there's it's definitely possible. Like I have so many friends with kids, and like they're living the life, man. Like <laughs> they're kind of hippies, but <laughs> but you know, it's just everyone's to each their own. Everyone's different. No, I agree, hundred percent. Nothing nothing's good or bad. Uh, depends on the personality, man. Yeah. You know, like uh, for me, I, you know, I, I def definitely have been on a few of those visa runs. They are not fun. Uh, they're sometimes, you know, like I, I, th I think once I overstayed a visa and they had to pay some next level fine, like 500 bucks, dude, uh, just for like overstaying for a day, man. Like it's, it's def if you don't keep track of it, like it definitely, it definitely can add up uh you gotta really always be on your game i feel like just just uh hearing what you're saying like you always have to keep there's no like um there's no like long periods well depends on the visa but you always have to be conscious of that date like it's always on the back of your mind oh okay like you know i got like 20 days left i make sure i gotta book a you know flight or book a like a visa run like bus ticket i've, I've done that a few times uh, Thailand and Cambodia, uh, that, that's a very famous one. Um, Bangkok to, to some, uh, the border of Cambodia, I forgot the name of the town. But, um, yeah, dude, like it, it's definitely, there's good and bads for both. Uh, I definitely do miss the 
Asian, like the island life, you know, that <laughs> I, I like that background, by the way, you know, that, yeah. really, I can't, you know, my dad, you know, he's stuck in the Philippines right now. He's, he's seeing that for real. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. I had another friend who was stuck in the Philippines too. Oh shit. Okay. But he yeah. came back. He came back a couple of weeks ago, but he was stuck there because there's no flights. Yeah. Hey man, you know, that's, that's a good place to be stuck, man. The islands. Um, but yeah, dude, like, uh, sorry to hear that, you know, the whole, I guess, you know, with the border shutting down, like this whole lifestyle has kind of just been disrupted, I guess. Like, yeah, for yeah, there's no, millions of no digital nomads right now. Yeah, dude. On top of like, you know, uh, businesses, whatever they've been running, like they might be affected too. And, you know, like who knows when this is going to be coming back to normal. Mm-hmm. Like speaking of coming back to normal, man, I got a question for you. Starting festivals again, of course. So as we talked about earlier, Tomorrowland 2020 has been canceled. Burning Man for the first time ever in its history has been years. canceled. Yeah. You know, you've been to both, you know. Um the industry may change forever, who knows? Or not forever for a long time, you know. I just kind of want to take us back, man. Like, first off, are you glad to fully experience them? Like pre-COVID, pre, you know, social distancing, virtual rays, masks, all that. And which one do you like better, man? Like, tell me about your, tell me about that Burning Man experience, that Tomorrowland experience. You know, are there differences? Like, how was that? How are they, bro? Oh, man. Like... I don't know how many people go to both in the same year. So I have that on the bucket list, off the bucket list. It was never on my bucket list to begin with. But like, yeah, like, tomorrow. okay, so let's start with Tomorrowland, right? Like, Tomorrowland, like, if you go, right, the most expensive thing is the flights. Mm-hmm. So like, what we did was we did a month in Europe leading up to Tomorrowland. And there are so, like, they what I love about Europe is they invented festivals, right? If you look, if you look mm-hmm. back at the history of the U S festivals didn't exist in the States, Europe invented the festival circuit. Yeah. Fuck. Right. Like, like tailgating and like jumping festival to festival. Like we met this couple in wonder fruits in Thailand and they, their whole job was they went to every single festival in the world and they Ooh. did a YouTube video about it. I'm like, don't you get sick of this? Like I'm sick. I'm like, I need a break after four days. Same, dude. Every single festival in Europe, like traveling across Asia. I'm like, what the hell? This is crazy. Two German chicks. But anyways, yeah, Tomorrowland, like we started in Hungary. Hungary alone at the beginning of June. Hmm. Like there's a festival circuit. Like they have this passport thing. Yeah. You you stamp Siget. Yeah. Oh my God. I wanted to go to Siget, but like we were leaving at that time. It's in August. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's actually one of the biggest festivals in. It's the biggest festival in Hungary. Yeah. yeah. It's like um, festival in Toronto, or like um, what's that other one in the UK, Glastonbury? Yeah. It's it's yeah. like it's just like that. It's just like a smorgasbord of different music. It's all ages, like people dressing up, lots of cool activities and stuff. But yeah, there's Ziget. This is it ends with Ziget. But even in Hungary alone, there's like like a, two or three festivals every week. And you can literally hop festival to festival and have and like check them off your list. Wow, that is crazy. So if you really want to do like a proper Euro trip and you like 
COVID's over, all the festivals back over, man, like you can try that out. But it ends with Tomorrowland, right? July comes, you go to Tomorrowland, biggest, one of the biggest electronic music festivals in the world. I would say it's way bigger than EDC in Las Vegas. So my business partner went to EDC. Like he's like, yeah, this is like way better by far. Fuck. So oh, man. <laughs> Yo, so, man, we were supposed to go. Fuck, man. Yeah. Whatever. We'll see. We'll see. The best way I can explain it is like, have you ever been to Disneyland or Disney World in Florida yeah. or Cali? Yeah, man. Like as a kid, right? Everything is like designed perfectly. Even you go to like a food court, like the people have like a script. They're like, you're in, you're in this whole world, you know? Like that's Tomorrowland. Oh. Tomorrowland is Disney World for people who love electronic music. Holy. And like every single aspect of the stage is like way overproduced. Like even the food stalls, like amazing food. Um, like they have performers just walking around all the time. They have free rides, like hot air balloon rides, stuff like that. Um, maybe, I don't know if the hot air balloon ride is free, but like they had it. Mm. Uh, and like we, we went with some friends from San Fran. So we had a group of, a nice group of like 10 people that went around between Toronto and San Fran. Wow. And that is sick. It's, yeah, it's incredible, man. The energy. Like if you like going to, you know, obviously Velda Digital Dreams in Toronto, like the energy is hype, right? Mm. It's crazy. But like Tomorrowland is like 10 times better. It's like, man, holy it's just insane, man. And we did, we did the tents too. We did the state on the tents. Yeah. Yeah. And Magical it's great. Or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. We did that. And like people just dress up and like people continue to party afterwards. Right. That's why you stay mm. in the tents. So people continue to party through the night, uh, even though the festival ends at like 12 or 1 a.m., which is pretty early for a music festival because mm. it's in a neighborhood. Like, it's literally like people living like just a, a kilometer away so they can hear everything. So they shut it down pretty early, but people go back to the tents and they just party. They play like ping pong, like beer pong. Like they, everyone has their own boo box. Everyone's dressed up. Jeez, man. Yeah. Bro, hopefully, bro, come... Yeah, I remember seeing like uh, Armin Van Buren, like Dead Mouse, like when you're like the main stage, man, the main stage, it is like a um, a grass field, like coliseum. Mm. I think it can fit something like eighty thousand people standing. Ooh. I can't remember, right? Like easily, easily fifty thousand, right? Fifty thousand people, right? Sky Dome. And they're just like a sea of people, man. Wow. It's just, wow. It's just is... insane. It's just insane. It's just like, how is this even real? Bro, I swear to God, man. Like, I think like the, the, the day we actually go, whenever that is, man, I think I'm going to cry, bro. You know, <laughs> you can't. <yeah. laughs> like, I, it's just going to be yeah, too man. much, man. Bro, know, but like, my, my business like partner. The stage at the finale, bro. Oh my god, bro. The finale is insane. It's insane. Oh my god, man. Hey, there's no words that can describe it. That's all I can say. So, um, and like my, and I thought that like nothing's gonna top this. I'm going to Burning Man a month, man. Nothing's mm. gonna top this. <laughs> and and then I went to Burning Man. And the first night was just like it was still everyone was still setting up. It was just a trial run for first night. I'm like, okay, this is okay. It's interesting stuff. Like the lights aren't really on. Did you and go then, for the uh, full like 10 or whatever days? Or? It's eight days. Eight, eight days. days. Seven, okay. seven official. And then if you go during the setup, then like it's, it's a quiet night. 
it's mm-hmm. just your chance to kind of explore and get used to the like what's around but man once once day one officially started with fireworks and stuff mm. and then did lsd for the first time in my life i was just like boy oh okay <laughs> okay like i this is way better than tomorrow <laughs> oh, shit. and the reason is is because it's it's they're actually completely different completely mm. different experiences like burning man a lot of people mistake it for a festival mm. which it can be right you can go you can listen to the biggest artists in the world go performing for free mm. right? you have carl cox he's like godfather of house yeah. music he he has a camp he owns oh, a camp good. yeah yeah so he puts up one of the best like deep house stages in burning man it's insane like justin bieber was there when i went james franco was there when i went yeah. um they were on like skrillex was performing at one of the big stages mm. the big camps and, and Skrillex is like, I want to introduce my friend Justin Bieber and James Franco. Like, What's going on? Oh, You know, people just go there for fun. Everything's free, right? And, when, and they don't announce these artists up front. These artists want to go. Like Diplo was there for free. Holy. Right? And, and you're just hearing this word of mouth. They're like, yo, Diplo's performing at this stage. Like, what? Yo, let's go. Let's go. Oh, like, what time? Like, and there's like, there's this noob. They call it a, a noob a noob prank mm. prank for noobs so they every every year they see daft punk is going to perform for the past like <laughs> 20 years like oh daft punk is performing at the trash fence so there's this like there's this perimeter yeah like, uh, burning man is a clock right it's organized in as a clock like 12 p.m 1 p.m 2 and the center is is the center is the center and they go a b c d all the way outwards to the out so mm. at the very top of the clock between 9 p.m and 3 p.m or something like 11 p.m. and, and 2, mm-hmm. right? That is like the deep playa. And that's where they have all the crazy art exhibits set up. They're like 10, they can be like three, four stories high. And at the very top, 12 o'clock, you have the trash fence. That's the border of the deep playa. Mm-hmm. So at that trash fence at 12 p.m., they have Daft Punk performing. So I'm just like, yo, I, I have to see Daft Punk. Like, I've never seen them live. I missed the 2007 Alive tour. They haven't performed in 10 years. This is 2017. So I'm like, gotta go. Daft Punk's <laughs> performing. It's obviously not Daft Punk, but it's two guys dressed up exactly like Daft Punk. Oh, damn. Playing the best Daft Punk mixes I've ever heard in my life, man. I was so happy. <laughs> like, I'm like, this is basically Daft Punk, right? <laughs> I'm like, this is better than Tomorrowland. <laughs> so. You just have these, like, if you're just looking for festivals, you will find festivals, right? Mm. Like the biggest artists in the world performing for free. Wow, man. Right? And it's a surprise. It's not like you have a schedule, like, oh, Dead Mouse is performing. Right. Like, this is just like, imagining like, wait, my favorite artist is performing right now? I'm going to ride my bike for like three kilometers just to see them. It's, just this, it's, it's like the spontaneity of travel and the fleetingness of every single moment. You, like, you appreciate life. Because everything will only happen once. Um, so, yeah, Burning Man is way more than music, right? Like a lot of people just look at a sex, drugs, and music. It's way, that's like 2%. And even though 80% of people go for that, that's just like 2% of the festival. The other 90, 90% 80%, 80% is like people doing workshops. During the day, people are hungover, mm. but there's, hundreds, there's thousands of workshops. Like there's an app you can go on online and look at the burner burner app and mm-hmm. you can look at like the, the schedule of events 
of what's happening. So everything from like Tantra workshops, yoga, mm. meditation, Reiki, like spiritual stuff to more practical things. They have kids camps, daycare, costume, jewelry making. Uh, you, can, you can literally go naked with no tent and you can find costume camps to get clothes. You can find water camps, shower camps, haircutting camps. Wow. Camps to make sushi, dumplings, steaks, breakfast, waffles, um, like, like cocktail camps. Uh, there's camps with just models, like supermodels. Camps with mm. just like gay people, with just Japanese people, with just Mexican people. Like every single culture and idea is represented at Burning Man. And everything is free. That is crazy, man. So it's just, it's just crazy, man. Man, oh, bro, we, I gotta go, bro. Like, man, yo, hopefully, bro. Like, all this talk about these, this, bro. Which, so you, <laughs> so your answer is clear. Burning Man for you was a better experience. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I had this. I had this one story. Like, there's this. You know, it's a 24-hour event. It never, it's a city that never sleeps, right? It's mm -hmm. it's literally a city of 80,000 people. And Holy. they have sunrise parties every single day, every single morning. Mm. So you watch, it's a flat, completely flat, like prehistoric emptied out lake bed. It's pretty. Uh, and you see the sun, it comes up as this like massive orange disc over oh the horizon, man. It's like one of those classic like desert scenes. And you're just seeing this thing come up. And you know, if you stay up till seven, six, seven a.m., you're just partying all night. Like, even if you don't party, you just wake up at 6 a.m. and see the sunrise. It's the most incredible thing. So I, I did the sunrise party once because, you know, man, it's tiring staying up for seven days straight. But I was in my um, baby blue owl onesie. It was onesie night, onesie Wednesday, <laughs> I think. So I lost my friends. I was dressed up in a blue owl onesie, biking around. I'm like, okay, what do I want to do? Do I want to do like a big festival, a big stage and watch the sunrise with a big crew, like crew of like a thousand people? Or do I want to find something more intimate? So I just rode around the desert by myself. I lost all my friends. And then I heard funk music. Bro, oh. I'm like, this someone's playing funk music at Burning Man? I'm like, I'm there. Because like, I love <laughs> funk music. So these guys are playing like proper like 60s, 70s, like soul, uh, like Earth Wind Fire, you know, Zap and Roger. Like, I'm like, damn. So I, I just partied with these strangers. Mm. And they're, they're, they had an art car. Like Burning Man's all, all about decorating your own art car. So this art car was dressed as a narwhal. A one-horned whale mm. and um yeah so i just party with them this like silicon valley crew and they, they dress their, their car as an art they dressed their car as a narwhal because they had just finished filming a documentary um oh, shit. about um deep sea fracking mm. causing uh the death of narwhals and i would talk to the director there's a documenting director right there ian i can't heard his last name and he's like yeah you know uh leonardo is leonardo dicaprio is considering uh narrating our documentary about yeah. narwhals i'm like what's good who are you people <laughs> so yeah man like meeting random people at sunrise and then once it's sunrise they bust out champagne and there's this gay dude named rebar so you have this playa playa alias the playa name Right, so mm -hmm. this guy's playa name was Rebar, has this like mustache, dressed <laughs> up in a cowboy outfit, just giving champagne showers at the top of his art car. 
That is crazy, bro. So, you know, this is like, when is this ever going to happen? And no one will believe me. So I'm getting a champagne <laughs> shower from a gay dude named Rebar on top of a narwhal listening to funk music during sunrise. Wow. That is, yeah. Can't make that up if, even if you tried, bro. <laughs> it was just... Jeez, man. You're... We got, yeah, man. And you were probably more mature after Tomorrowland, too. You already had, you know, your whole travel under your belt. So Burning Man was just that. You, you, you were at the perfect time in your life to experience Burning Man, not just, you know, oh, it's a big party kind of thing. Like, you know, it was a good, that, that was a good, uh, I guess, sequence of doing it. Like, your first go to Tomorrowland just to get the, you know, the big festival vibe experience out of the way. Then you got more mature. You're like, okay, you know, you did the travel for a while. So, you know, you're already aware of more cultures. And then you go to tomorrow, uh, sorry, Burning Man. And with all these experiences, now I I feel like you connected those experiences into this, like, almost like a spiritual, I wouldn't say spiritual, maybe spiritual, but more like you, you. you made it what it was for you uniquely, you know, like it's not just a festival where it's prepackaged, like you were saying, like, uh, it was whatever you got, whatever value, whatever you valued after being so mature. Yeah. Tomorrowland. That was like, I, yeah, dude, I feel like, yeah, that, that, that seems like a perfect way to kind of, you know, do your festivals, you know, you travel, you get the, the culture you get your self discovery what you value then you make it big you do you you, you take all that you, you make it big you you go to a big the biggest festival in the world and then you get more mature and after you get more mature bro you just self discovery you know literally just yeah dude just experience that burning man like burner like just be a true like man dude i, I don't know how to describe it but just you you it all kind of culminates into this one experience which is burning man which is i guess that it's a good finale man you know yeah no trust me like i would still go back to tomorrowland and burning man in a heartbeat yeah it's oh, just, man it, you're it's always very, bro it can get pretty pricey <laughs> it can it can yeah it's i think but like if I had unlimited money, yeah, I would go back every year. Every, every year. Every year. Hey, there's a reason why these artists keep coming back, man. And for free, bro. You know? Like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Tomorrowland, they're getting paid big bucks, but you got to wonder why these artists go to Burning Man and perform for free, bro. That's yeah. the game. They game. do not get paid. They do not get paid. If they do, then it's between the camp and the, and the person. But camps are not supposed to make money off of Burning mm-hmm. Man. It's 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 one of the principles that um, there's no exchange of money. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I've I've read the principles, dude. That's the main thing I think is like self reliance or something like that. Like no yeah. monetary, radically self reliant, decommodification, radical self expression, radical acceptance. Those are just four of my favorite pillars. Mm-hmm. That I love that, bro. That is a dude. That is just so different from any festival I've you know this that's uh I, i'm yeah that's not even a festival to me yeah you're right dude that's just an experience bro yeah man you're right you're rubbing elbows with some of the richest people it's to be honest it is the one of the most privileged festivals in the world mm. because it, like you do meet a lot of rich people that just want to go and not and just live like this utopian life 
no one knows who you are mm. and you get to meet people in a new context like they're not asking you how much money you make or what like you're talking about like like really interesting stuff that you'd never talk about normally because people are walking around like a third of the people are walking around naked no oh. joke. <laughs> so <laughs> it just automatically puts you into a different like headspace like all right don't look down and what can I talk to them about this person other than imagining what they look like naked because they're already naked. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. Yeah, definitely. Well, is one of the plans bucket list for sure for me after Tomorrowland is yeah, dude, just, just the way you describe it, bro. I feel like that's just a place that people like us, you know, we have that, that thing about us that want that makes us want to discover more and more like not more like deeper experiences not just a fucking free pack even though you know it can be fun like I, not to knock it but yeah like man i i am you are always invited bro like i next time we go to burning man i don't know when the hell that's gonna be but it's definitely <laughs> after tomorrowland um maybe the year after who knows but yeah like i'll do it both in the same year oh <laughs> I don't know, bro. <laughs> I can't take that many days off work. <laughs> or maybe I won't have work at that time. Who knows, right? <laughs> knock on yeah. wood. But, yeah. you know, knock on wood, I still employed, but we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> so, d- deeper question for you, man. Do you think COVID will have an impact on these in- festival experiences? And do you have hope that this industry will come back to its former, former glory. For sure. For sure. Like, like I said, you know, there's going to be a vaccine Mm. and whether or not you choose to take it, I think most people will. Mm. And, um, and then life's just going to go back to normal. That's it. I think like it's inevitable. Uh, I mean, there give it give it like it's going to be long it's going to be like i think three to four years before things really go back to normal just like you look at 9-11 right the airline industry like crashed right i mean literally and figuratively um secure like it changed the way that people travel everything like you have these full body scanners like tsa is like up in your ass like like take, making you take your clothes off that never happened before 9-11 but now it's like 10 years on we're like oh it's normal but we can still travel there's more travel than 2011, but we're back. Right? The same thing is going to happen. You might have to wear masks in certain places, on planes at least. Um, you might have to like have a vaccine and show proof that you're vaccinated uh, so that you can go to certain festivals. Who knows? And then that'll just be your, your decision, right? It's, it's, mm. it's your risk, your decision. Uh, just like it was like, oh, I'm going to take a risk by flying because I'm scared a terrorist is going to shoot down the plane. It's just, it's just a new normal of, of risk that people are willing to take. It's going to be back in three years for sure. Three to four years, just like it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, worst case scenario, if it's not, then <laughs> I think people will just, people adapt, man. People True. adapt. They'll find something new and fun and stupid or exciting to do that we never would have thought of before. Like, bro, like who, dubstep. People 20 years ago never would have thought dubstep would have existed, right? Like, what is this? What is this music? Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> but it exists, and people love it. 
you know, power to them. Hundred <laughs> percent. People always come up with new ways to have fun. That's just the way it is. Love it, man. Love it. Hey, you know that's you're you're hundred percent right, man. You know, somehow, some way, we're humans. At the end of the day, you know, we want to be happy. We want to create, you know, experiences for people to enjoy themselves. I don't, you know, whatever that is in the future, bro, you know, we'll see. But, you know, I have hope too, man, that the festivals, they're not going away. Um, not advocating anything unsafe again, but, you know, again, it'll be your risk whether you decide to or not take those precautions. But, bro, once that vaccine drops, holy <laughs> crap, dude, the biggest party on earth. <laughs> Oh man, the party is coming out of that vaccine drop, man. Yeah, it's gonna be crazy. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, yeah, dude. Like, I feel like you know, for me, I have hope that 2021, bro, is gonna be probably one of the best years ever, bro. I feel it. I don't know. I may be, you know, talking crazy right now, but I'm already planning like some trips, like you know, not trips, but I guess, yeah, you know. Ex if certain things open up trips, you know, uh, definitely Tomorrowland, if that happens, we'll do something else in Europe. We'll see. The yeah. Zagat sounds really cool. Um, yeah, yeah, I want to go to Glastonbury. Like, Glastonbury. Like, oh, I just want, I would just love to go to the biggest, you know, a million people. Bro, Glastonbury would be. Glastonbury is like, a, I forget, is it like a million people over a few weekends? Yeah, Tomorrowland is only 250K. Glastonbury is four times, four times bigger God. than Tomorrowland. Maybe, bro. Well, I have hope, man. I have hope this will return, bro. This former glory. Yeah. People, yeah. We're, we're people at the end of the day, man. We're humans. You know, like, this is one earth, bro. One earth. Everybody wants the same feeling, bro. We just want to be happy with people, man. That's what mm -hmm. I feel. So, you know, that's, yeah, dude, this was, this was sick, bro. This is a, probably the best discussion well, I've only had like four other episodes, but it's going to be hard to top, man. You hear that, Jonathan Andrews? I beat you. Yeah, <laughs> Jonathan, sorry. Bro. <laughs> but it's going to be hard to top for sure, man. So that's all the questions I got, man. Um, thank you for being on this episode. Thank you for being an inspiration, bro. Keep doing your thing. And thank you for being my life, man. You know, that's. Uh, no, awesome. I sat next to you at, at Jonathan's birthday. Otherwise, we wouldn't have met. Yeah, but, man. Dude, life is It's like traveling, man. Everything happens for a reason. You know, you sit next to someone you don't know, and then all of a sudden, you connect out of nowhere. Right. Yeah, 100%, man. You know, like, I feel like our paths were meant to cross, man. I just, I'm getting spiritual again, but yeah, you know, like, I feel like <laughs> I've, met, I've met certain people before in a past life, you know. Like, I just connect with a few just, you know, there's very few people that think alike. And I think, I think that that comes from somewhere. I don't know where. I'm not going to be, you know, I'm not going to be pompous and saying I know everything. But I just, this is my feeling, bro. Like, there's just certain people I just vibe with on a deep level. And you're one of them, man. So I appreciate you. Thank you, bro, for being in my life. And yeah, dude, more to come, bro. It's just the beginning, man, you know. Oh, man. Thanks a lot for having me. Yeah, man. So we'll end this and uh, 
good luck with everything your business your girl bro you know your parents man your you know everything bro travel soon you know like your friends everything good luck with everything bro thanks so much pat all right man take care bro you too peace out peace and there you have it one of the things i love about johnny is although he's been killing it in the game and doing all this crazy stuff he still finds a way to stay humble somehow i really really admire that about him and i really really want to take that that humbleness that he sends out to the world and that down to earth uh, personality and really really spread that around and i hope that whoever's listening is getting inspiration to take some action out of this so that's what's really going to be the game changer because whatever that dream is whether it's travel or starting your business whatever it is i hope that at least you can hear now that from someone who has done it that it's possible and i hope that with every episode you're getting stronger and stronger till next time peace out